We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. From the Southeast Conference to the Woodland. From the North Shore to the Classic 8. From the Greater Metro to the Southern Lakes and everything in between. All about that nasty D. They all going down. It's time to get you up to date on all the key high school football games in the area. It's the Wendy's Varsity Blitz High School Football Scoreboard Show. Presented by your local pick and save stores. Now, here's Wisconsin Hall of Fame coach Ron Davies and WSSP's high school insider, big time Mike McGivern. Welcome back in to the Wendy's Varsity Blitz High School Football Scoreboard Show. Let's get right to it. Line one, Jerry Boltman. He's at the Oconomowoc at Waukesha North game. Jerry, give us an update. Uh, yes, Mike and Coach. Uh, we're down to 1 minute 23 seconds remaining in the second quarter. The score now is Oconomowoc 21, Waukesha North 14. But uh, Waukesha North just intercepted the ball off, uh, off of Oconomowoc pass at midfield. Uh, one of their previous drives, Waukesha North had it. It was intercepted and fumbled, and Oconomowoc marched down the field and on a two-yard touchdown route running back Drake, Drake Reese from Oconomowoc scored his second touchdown of the game. And uh, Waukesha North has it now. They're on the drive after a pass interception off of, uh, of Oconomowoc. So 21-14, Oconomowoc over Waukesha North, 1-14 remaining in the second quarter, Mike. Jerry, thank you very much. He's brought to you by Athletical Physical Therapy. Call them to, today to schedule a free 30-minute injury assessment. They're going to schedule you fast. Always within 24 to 48 hours, go to athletico.com. Line 2, Rob Vite. He's at the Waukesha West McGuanago game. And Rob is brought to you by Lynch McGuanago. Go to lynchmcguanago.com. They are the premier Wisconsin Chevrolet Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram dealer. Rob, give us an update. What's going on, fellas? It's 14-7 halftime McGuanago. Uh, Waukesha West scored on a fourth down with no time remaining on the clock. Sam McCulloch two-yard run, 14-7, McGuanago. No time left right at the end of the half. Boy, that's the way to go in the locker room right there, Rob. Yeah, it was close. It was a lot of movement up front. It might have been a false start, but no call, touchdown, Waukesha West. Rob Vite, well done. Thank you. Let's get to line three, Tyler Peters. He's at the Wisconsin Lutheran at Greendale game. He's brought to you by your local pick-and-save stores, where Wisconsin saves on groceries. Tyler, give us an update. Hey, Mike, it is now halftime, and Greendale has pulled away in their homecoming game against Wisconsin Lutheran, now up 27-7. to Once again, it is halftime. Um, how Greendale was able to score two more touchdowns, Paul Toast was able to run in again from 13 yards out. That was with 4.53 left in the first half. Um, let's go try to mount a response, but they followed the ball at the 40-yard line of Greendale. Greendale was able to then recover, and it was able to score right before the half on a 23-yard touchdown pass once against Sean Sanchez to Maceo Wooden. That was 23 yards. That was with 11 seconds left in the half. So we are now at halftime, 27-7, to Greendale over Wisconsin Lutheran. They have had a very good 
strong offensive showing. And in fact, if it hadn't been for some early uh, holding calls, this score actually would even be a bigger one for uh, Greendale. Tyler, thank you very much. Tyler's brought you by Curtain Electric, providing innovative lighting solutions since 1983. com. Let's get to line four if we can. Mike Bush, he's at the Burlington at Waterford game. Brought to you by Ideal Logos and Awards. Go see our friend. She's smoking hot, Mary. For all your awards, promotions, or embroidery work, Mike Bush, Burlington, and Waterford, give us an update. Yeah, we are at a good one. It's halftime right now. Home team, Waterford, 14. Visitors, the Burlington Blue Team, and the Burlington Demons, 14. Um, Waterford got a whole bunch of life after the Dalton to Webley combination was intercepted by defensive back number 44, Adam Webb, for Waterford. Uh, it was a whole bunch of ground and pound, got all the way down to the Burlington 20-yard line when uh, Waterford's leading rusher, Tanner Keller, who scored two touchdowns tonight, by the way, fumbled the ball, and uh, a host of Burlington um, defenders fell on it. Uh, they ran the clock out, and that, that's where we're at, 14-14 to 14 at halftime in a very good football game. Hey, Mike, head over to that concession stand. Waterford's got a good one. Oh, I'm on the way. I'm going to get me a double cheeseburger. It's, so good. <laughs> it, it's, it's a great big line, but uh, they got a very good cook and uh, probably the best cheeseburgers that I know of. Yes, sir. Hey, use that media pass. Tell them you're working, so maybe they'll get you to the front of the line. I'll do that. I'll yeah. mention Mike McGivern, and I'll probably end up in the back, but I'll try. You, you know try. what? And you'll pay double, trust me. Thanks, Mike <laughs> Bush. 14 it's 14-14 Burlington and Waterford. Let's get to line one if we can. Tony Rush. He is uh, he's at the Whitefish Bay Homestead game brought to you by Raising the Stakes Fundraising and Leadership Development. Tony, give us an update. Hey, Mike. Uh, we are now at halftime. Since last we spoke on two fourth down plays, Emery Wheaton has thrown touchdown passes to Jared Schneider from 17 yards out. And on the last play of the first half, hit Howie Neubauer, best receiver in the state of Wisconsin, for a 26-yard touchdown. Both extra points were good. We are now at 29-7 to at halftime. And you can hear the band is getting after it here. Man, I 29-7 at half, Homestead over Whitefish Bay. A little bit surprised, Coach, by that one. I don't know about you. Yeah, I, I just don't know it. Now, we'll seek a slinger and uh, Hartford. Hartford are, are still pretty strong, but... Uh, the league isn't really as, quite as strong from top to bottom. The type of competition at Homestead, uh, you know, could use, I think, as far as playing against. But one thing, and I was asked, what if Homestead doesn't have a lot of competition during the regular season? How will that affect the playoffs? It won't. He is such a good coach, and right. he's so well coached uh, uh, that he's going to do just fine. No doubt. Let's get to line two if we can. Mark Neeson, he's at the Kettle Moraine at Muskego game. Brought to you by Lynch McGuanago. Go to lynchmcguanago.com. They are the premier Wisconsin Chevrolet Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram dealer. Hey, Mark, give us an update. I am at the half. It is Muskego 35, Kelmarine 0. They scored on a passing touchdown the first one of the year to a Eric Suzuki, about a seven-yard pass. Halftime here. The band's coming out. The music is loud. It's a good halftime entertainment. You got it, Mark Neeson. Thank you very much. To get to line three, Carl Farbs. He's at the Brookfield East Menominee Falls game. Brought to you by Pella Windows and Doors, Wisconsin. They've got a great deal going on. Half off pre-finishing on any wood window or patio door on qualified projects. Go to uh, PellaWindowsWI.com. Hey, Carl, give us an update. 
Hello, gentlemen. I am at uh, half. We are at halftime here at Menominee Falls on Brookfield East 21, Menominee Falls 6 to get you all caught up here. Uh, when I last left you, both teams had a three and out. Uh, falls on their next series on a third play from scrimmage. Tamir Thomas with a 57-yard touchdown run. Uh, the block was kicked. Uh, the, ki- the kick was blocked, I should say. Uh, ensuing drive, uh, Brookfield East then goes back to running the ball. A, 30, a nice 34-yard run by Donovan Hunt that set up a three-yard touchdown run by Sam McGaff. Kick was good. Falls then gets a 58-yard return, but uh, three plays later, an interception by uh, one Hayden Doyle returns it to the, excuse me, returns it to the Falls 23-yard line. Very next play, Donovan Hunt, a 23-yard touchdown run. Uh, extra point is good, and that's where we sit, 21-6. to Hey, that uh, Falls defense a little worn out. A, a little bit. It's uh, they, uh, it was a, there was a fourth on that uh, run by Donovan Hunt, that 38-yarder. It was a fourth and one, and he he bounced outside. There was nobody there. The corner came up, missed him, and he was gone down the sideline. Was it really a, a misplay or a, or a tired defense, or just just really misaligned? Who knows? But yeah, it's, it's starting to. Maybe there's a little break at halftime. We'll get him back in it. Maybe a big kickoff again. We'll get him lined up. Who knows? Carl, thank you very much. Let's get to Jerry Boltman. He's at the Oconomowoc at Waukesha North game. He is brought to you by Boilermakers Local 107, building and rebuilding America for over 225 years. Check out their apprenticeship opportunities at Boilermakers107.com. Jerry, give us an update. Uh, yes, Mike and Coach, we are just starting halftime, and the score now is 21-all. Uh, after I talked to you last, uh, Waukesha North had just intercepted the ball midfield off of Oconomowoc Pass. Walks out north, marches down the field, mixes up passes and runs. 20 yard touchdown pass to wide receiver Jake Lee, and the extra point was good. We're 21 all halftime, Mike. And, uh, Mike, I got to tell you, I think I maybe drew the luck of the draw again tonight. You, Jerry, you didn't think that when I sent that text back, but I think you're I right. Know, I know. I, I think you're we won't right. We'll talk about the other game I was going to go to. We won't talk about it. We that. won't talk about it because, you know, Jerry, I've got your back, man. 21 21 Oconomowoc at. Waukesha North. You know, Coach, both of those teams in that conference, and maybe Oconomowoc more than any of them, needs to get a win. Yeah, it's awful tough to win in that league. And, you know, here's a chance where both teams have a chance to win, so only one of them can take advantage of it. Right. Talking to uh, the head coach and his wife from Oconomowoc when we did the Thursday Night Lights game, he, you know, he, he talked about how grateful he was to be back in the state of Wisconsin. And he talked about being able to coach in this conference and he said, look, I, you know, nothing against the coaches up in Minnesota. And I mentioned this a couple of weeks ago. And he said, look, I just, I feel like every coach that I coach against and talk to here in the state of Wisconsin truly cares about the kids in their program, not about wins. And he said, I didn't get that feeling up in Minnesota. And he, he's proven himself as far as wins anyway. I mean, he had a great run at, at Arrowhead, almost a, a state champion against a, a Kimberly he just did a, a, a tremendous job there. So, you know, there's no no reason to be judging him on wins and losses right now. No, I think Co- it's much more important what he's doing for that community, and he'll build that program. Give him time. Yeah, Coach Coach Greg Mauling. And I got a chance to talk to his wife as well on the sidelines, and, and she was happy to be back in the state as well. So, guys, let's get you a break. Other side of the break, we'll continue to get you the most current and up-to-date scores and all the key high school football games in the area. This is the Wendy's Varsity Blitz High School Football Scoreboard Show presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin and your local 
Pick and Save Stores on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. It's time now for your Wendy's Varsity Blitz scoreboard update. I'm Anthony Mandela. Oak Creek leading Franklin on the road 20-7. Burlington and Waterford knotted up 14 apiece. New Berlin Eisenhower holding on to a shutout on the road. 14-zip, they lead New Berlin West. Oconomowoc and Waukesha North tied at 21 heading into the second half. Homestead, they're leading 29-7 over Whitefish Bay. Grafton leads Nicolet 21 to nothing. Brookfield Central on top 12-7 over Tosa West. Greenfield ahead 13-8 at Milwaukee Lutheran. And they just went to halftime in West Bend. Cedarburg and is leading West Bend West 12-7. One of those teams going to get their first win of the season today. This scoreboard update is brought to you by Faith in the Zone. This week's guest is J.K. Scott, the punter for the Green Bay Packers. Faith in the Zone, Sundays at 8 a.m. and 8 p.m. on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan, or check it out at faithinthezone.com. And this has been your Wendy's Varsity Blitz scoreboard update. I'm Anthony Mandela, Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Wendy's Varsity Blitz High School Football Scoreboard Show. As always, presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin, your local pick-and-save stores. Coach Ron Davies and myself, Mike McGivern, in studio. And we are getting you the most current and up-to-date scores at all the key high school football games in the area. Hey, Coach, after this week, right, we're at, what, week five right now? We're over halfway through the regular over season, isn't that something? 75 degrees outside. We're over halfway through the season. Coach, what do you learn from your team Th- this time of year? You, you you kind of you got to know where you're at with 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 your group of boys. Not a lot of tinkering going on right now, correct? Yeah, I would think most of your tinkering would have gone on by now. Although I'm sure uh, every game, based on your film study and your opposition, you're gonna you're gonna tweak some things. But uh, I don't think unless you're really, really struggling, you're going to be making any major changes at this time. Hey, Coach, I was up at Door County this week, um, Sunday and Monday and Tuesday, uh, doing a segment for Around the Corner with John McGivern and my brother's show. And I was talking eight-man football with the head coach at Sevastopol High School who mentioned you. He said, you're one or two at Mesmer Shorewood. Sevastopol came down and played you guys. Yeah, they beat us. He said that. He said, yeah, we beat them. And he said, you know, that coach is a class act. I said, Ron Davies? He goes, yeah, that's him. Do you know him? I said, do I know him? He's one of my best friends. Let me tell you about him. And he said, I don't know why he, he did that, to, to, you know, started that program. They weren't very competitive. And so for 25 minutes, Ron, I explained your mission and your ministry when it came to putting that, that program together. And he said, wow, that's, that's impressive. He said, now I get why he why he did that. And I said, where they were back then, Coach, to where they are now, it's it's a good program now. And he successfully was able to do this. And, and really, a lot of those kudos should go that after I left, there was a coach who uh, didn't quite understand the commitment, struggled a lot, but Drake Zortman came in from Homestead and did a wonderful job. Chad Hoffman, after Drake, uh, did a very nice job. And as you know now, uh, Tony Davis is doing a very nice job. So they, they've they uh, had excellent coaches. And 
just as Tony told you last Saturday, they put together some tremendous staffs who are very loyal, very hardworking, and they really have the kids believing in them. And that's why I'm just thinking this year that uh, that Woodland East is just so up for grabs. Nobody really stands out there. And I would think between Greenfield, Milwaukee Lutheran, South Milwaukee, uh, and um, Mess Mishore, the winners of those two games tonight would have a little bit of a leg up because uh, – uh, it's it's just a, a very even league, Coach. When when people uh, ask me about um, eight man football, I, I'm a fan of it because I think these kids at, at places like Sevastopol should get a chance to play football. And they used to co op with Gibraltar, and this coach was telling me, "Look, I understand what what Ron Davies was going through. A, di- a little bit different up here, but the kids from Gibraltar, a lot of money in that area. Sevastopol, our kids are a bunch of farm boys." <laughs> That's what we are. Those kids up there, you look at their complex, you look at, at, at the amount of money in that area. He said, we had a real hard time combining these kids. He said, in fact, that he told me a story. He's the head freshman coach there, and they lost a game. It was his first year as the freshman coach in this co-op program at Gibraltar and Sevastopol. And he walked in the locker room after a loss, and a kid from Gibraltar and a kid from Sevastopol, two kids on his team, were in a massive fistfight. Uh. And kids are trying to pull them off, and he said, "Man, this this is going to be a hard thing to mesh these kids." He said, "So I have a lot of respect for Coach Davies and what he did with the Mesmer Shorewood." Well, if you ever read the book, uh, uh, first and long, it was written about the Shorewood Mesmer program primarily the year before I took it over. And again, they had struggled. Mesmer hadn't had football for twenty years. Shorewood was literally coming off a of four win, hundred and four loss, uh, thirteen year period. But, boy, I'll tell you, that year, and I can guarantee my first year, those kids really got along with each other. We never had any problems whatsoever. In fact, some of the best friendships I've known developed between the uh, Sherwood and the Messmer kids. And some of the Sherwood kids are higher socioeconomic. And, you know, 87% of the Messmer kids are below the poverty line. You wouldn't have known. You wouldn't have known anything like that. They were just wonderful to work with in, in that regard. And the coaches that I had, too, were just just wonderful. They understood the commitment and the mission that we we're on, and uh, you know we we struggled hardly many times, but uh, they stayed with it. The kids stayed with it, and now, as you said, they've got a very nice football program there. What, what's your feeling about eight man football? I I I think it's wonderful because it gives teams a chance to play that wouldn't be able to play otherwise. If you go up to North Dakota, almost half the state is eight or nine man football. Minnesota, it's very very big. If you don't have it then you'd either have to have co-ops or else they're going to be dropping football because many of these smaller towns just can't put together 11-man football and have enough uh, substitutes uh, to to be safe. You know, you end up playing freshmen that shouldn't have to be playing against uh, other juniors and senior kids. So I think it's just wonderful. Yeah, I do too. And this is the first year they're going to have a state champion. Okay. And I said, who's the team to beat right now? He said, Wausau Newman. He said, they're the team to beat. He said, we got a chance. He said, we we, we were 9-1 last year. One, you know, they, they had a jamboree. So it was a showcase tournament at the end, won our jamboree game. He said, the only loss this year is to, to Wausau Newman. Lost 19-6. to And he said, I think we have a chance, if everything goes well, to run the table. And the top eight teams, they're going to go into a tournament. One will play eight, two will play seven, and so on. And they'll have a state champion Eight man for the first year in the state of Wisconsin this year. He's excited about that. Sure, and Wausau Newman in you know, one of the previous days had some very nice football teams with eleven man football, 
as did many of these eight-man football programs. But now, especially with the numbers down all over in football, uh, it's just impossible for some of these schools to compete on the 11-man level. Yeah, I agree. Let's get to line one if we can. Carl Carl Farbs is at the Brookfield East Menominee Falls game. Hey, Carl, give us an update. Hey, gentlemen, I've got uh, 5.30 left in the third quarter. Brookfield East strikes again. The uh, Toast East transfer of Donovan Hunt with a 69-yard touchdown run. Uh, Falls started off the half with a five-play drive, but they, uh, of course, on third down, had a small hiccup again and had to punt. Uh, their defense actually played well the first. Yeah, it got the Brookfield East to a third and 11, uh, but then that uh, nice third and 11 play from Dino Hunt, was a, it was a beautiful run right up the gut. Uh, that, that tiredness might have set in. Carl, thank you very much. I appreciate the update. Tony Resch, he's at the Whitefish Bay Homestead game, brought to you by Raising the Stakes Fundraising and Leadership Development. Hey, Tony, give us an update. Homestead, Whitefish Bay. Hey, Mike. Ten minutes, 15 seconds left in the third quarter. Homestead returned. Uh, Jared Schneider returned the opening second half kickoff, 55 yards down to the 30-yard line. And three plays later, Emery Whedon on a keeper took it 26 yards uh, for a touchdown, and it's now 36-7 to Homestead. My goodness. They got it rolling. There's no doubt. Tony, thank you very much. Let's get to line three if we can. John Moore, he's at the New Berlin Eisenhower New Berlin West game brought to you by Ballastory Brothers Pizza. They're located Highway 100 and Beloit. Got a a great game day special tonight. Two three-topping 16-inch pizzas, two garlic breads, and 20 wings, all for $49.99. That's Ballastory Brothers Pizza. Hey, John, give us an update. Well, Mike, Eisenhower takes the opening kickoff right down the field. They get a 26-yard field goal to make it 17 to nothing. And then moments ago after converting on a west fumble at their own 30, Eli Hokey from 30 yards out for 24 nothing. Berlin Eisenhower. You know, that seems, uh, Mike and John, almost like a two-team league with uh, Greendale and New Berlin, New Berlin Eisenhower as far as standout teams. There's other good teams like New Berlin West, Wisconsin, Lutheran, Pewaukee, but uh, those teams really do stand out. Hey, John, a um, little surprised by this one? A little bit, Mike, after a you know, solid defense in the first quarter, it seems like Eisenhower's offensive line has just taken over. So they're really pushing West around on the front. So them getting five and six yards of crack is pretty much a given right now in the second half. That's awesome. Man, you know they're uh, that's a good uh, that's a good team. I've got to believe that 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 Eisenhower team we'll see on on Thursday Night Lights at the end, uh, playing for the Woodland Conference Championship. I think I, I think so too because I think you would have seen either them or Greendale, and they because they beat Greendale. I don't see anybody else stepping up. Uh, it'd be a big big surprise if anybody else could step up and uh, and beat Eisenhower now. John, thank you very much. Really appreciate it, guys. Let's get to a break. Again, if you're at a game, leaving a game, and we're not talking about your game, give us a call at 414-799-1250. We'll get you the most current and up-to-date scores at all the key high school football games in the area. This is the Wendy's Varsity Blitz High School Football Scoreboard Show on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Wendy's Varsity Blitz High School Football Scoreboard Show on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. 
We are presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin and your local pick-and-save stores. Let's get to line one if we can. Mike Bush, he is at the Burlington at Waterford game, brought to you by Ideal Logos and Awards. Man, Mikey Bush knows her. Go see Smoking Hot Mary for all your awards, promotions, embroidery work. Nobody does it better than Smoking Hot Mary, Bushy. No, and I've said, right? I mean, you hit the nail on the head. Everything about that statement is true. She's the um, she's the best. Football. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Uh, three minutes to go in the third period here. Waterford now twenty-one, Burlington fourteen. Wow. Waterford took yeah. Water. We got a good one. Waterford uh, took the opening half for the second half a kickoff, and they had a real nice, probably a seventy-yard drive. Again, Tanner Keller, their workhorse, their their man, took it in from about three yards out. That extra point was good, and. Uh, that's where we're at, 21-14 to 14 with uh, Waterford, the home team, in the lead right now. You know, a game like this, when, when Waterford has been in big games the last number of years in that conference, and Burlington has not. They haven't been in a lot of big games the last three years um, in, in that conference. I'm wondering if, if the second half of a team like Burlington, you know, starts starts pressing a little bit, where Waterford just continues to play the way the way they play, Coach. Yeah, yeah, you're a you're a smart man, Michael. <laughs> That's exactly what I think is going on down here. It's starting to show. Uh, those two teams know each other very well. They only separated by less than seven miles. Uh, Waterford won the game. I don't know if you guys mentioned this last year in the first round of the playoffs. It went in overtime, and Waterford won when. Burlington decided to go for a two-point conversion, and a pass fell incomplete. But uh, they're no strangers. But for some reason, you know, it gets to crunch time, as you call it. The uh, veteran or experienced teams just somehow find a way, I guess. They they do. And, and you know what? Steve Tenhagen, the coach at Burlington, I'm a big fan of. He runs a, yeah. he runs a fun offense to watch. And and they put up some big numbers. That would be a huge win for for them. And do you guys realize why Mike Bush is my favorite reporter? Did you, you heard what he said just before? Oh, so Coach, he agreed with you. He agreed with me. Said oh. I was the smartest guy in the room. I think he said that. Mike, but. Yeah. Oh, I, Mike I Bush, did. you made Mike McGivern's night. You know what? We can well, turn turn the show off. Let's all go home after that one. <laughs> Mikey, thank you very much. Let's get to line two. Don with Chillis. See if Don can do better. He's at the Oak Creek Franklin game. He's brought to you by Pella Windows and Doors, Wisconsin. Half off pre-finishing on any wood window or patio door on qualified projects. Hey, Don, give us an update. Mike Franklin's first possession of the second half, a 57-yard pass play. Put the ball at the one. It'll be Ron Wilson who punches it in for his second touchdown of the evening. And right now, Franklin has crawled right back into this thing. 7.15 to go, third quarter. Oak Creek on top, 20-14. to 14. Hey, uh, Ron, the same thing that I talked about with Waterford Burlington. Oak Creek has not been in really big games like this, where they're undefeated, Franklin's undefeated, they're up at half, you know, it's 20-7. to seven. Franklin... Lewis Brown has been in really big games the last five years. So he's not going to panic. He's just going to keep doing what he's doing, right? Well, we'll just have yeah. to see, Mike. I, I, I'm going to kind of just hold off on that because uh, there's so much time in. And I'll tell you, every time I've come and predicted a win in a situation like this, I've been wrong. So I think I'll just <laughs> keep my mouth shut. See, and I'm not smart enough. I just keep predicting stuff and talking foolish. Don Machillas, thank you very much. 20-14 to 14, Oak Creek over Franklin. Let's get to line three if we can. 
Rob Veit is at the Waukesha West McGuanago game. Rob, give us an update. What's up, fellas? Uh, 14-14, McGuanago, Waukesha West. Trey Texla, 20-yard interception return for a touchdown to tie it up 14-14. Seven minutes left in the third. Man, again. No, you can say the same thing. Same thing. West, he's been there so many times. You know what? I'm, I'm going to stop saying that because, but but I, I think there's something to that, Coach. You know, the the guy, the new coach I at McGuanagill. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, and Rob certainly knows. Rob's been one of the best coaches in in the United States here, right? Rob, when when you're uh, when you're a team that consistently makes the playoffs, consistently goes deep in the playoffs, and you're playing a team that hasn't made the playoffs in a few years. You know, do they start getting tight a little bit? The teams that haven't been in big games before, do they start getting tight in the second half thinking, man, we might beat a really good quality opponent tonight? But, you know, the coach. Yeah, that's, that's true. That's uh, definitely true. I mean, Coach Rux has definitely got his boys coached up, and um, they've been here before, so this is nothing new. Now, the coach from McGuanago, though, at Fond du Lac, had you some bet. big, big games where he almost upset uh, Kimberly, and of course this year Fond du Lac did beat Kimberly with Steve Jorgensen, so uh, he's been in big games too. You you bet. Hey Rob, thank you very much. 14-14 Waukesha West and McGuanago. Let's uh, get to line four if we can. Tony Rush, he is at the uh, Whitefish Bay at Homestead game, and Tony is brought to you as always by Raising the Stakes Fundraising and Leadership Development. Should, hey Tony, should we start having you be uh, sponsored by Team Escape 262? That would be awesome if you would do that, Mike. We'd, hey, we'd greatly appreciate that, can, my friend. Can you talk about Team Escape 262 real quick? Yeah, absolutely. We opened up escape rooms about a year and a half ago in Menominee Falls. For those of you who don't know, uh, we lock you in a room for an hour. It's a themed room. You have to find clues, solve puzzles, and work together to get yourself out of the room. Uh, and it's a, a great team building. We've had a lot of high school football and, and volleyball, basketball, baseball teams come out to team build. We let the coaches sit with the headphones on and watch their kids, and they can identify their better leaders and see how the kids work together. And then certainly we do birthday parties and corporate corporate team building, and just everybody off the street can come in and, and play as well. So it's been uh, a great experience. And I'm sitting right now actually next to my business partner and neighbor and great friend Steve Gill, who's our GM. Uh, he came out to watch Mason play tonight, and uh, uh, he does an unbelievable job for us at, at Team Escape. And they're located on Appleton Avenue in Menominee Falls. In fact, I was there when they were they were just putting this place together, and Tony was painting, and his partner was was doing yeah, stuff. And they, I walked in to see it. They handed me some some paintbrush. I said, "No, nah, I got to go, man. I, I I can't stay here." So Team Escape two six two again in Menominee Falls. Hey Tony, give us an update. Whitefish Bay and Homestead. Yeah, Mike. Whitefish Bay got the ball back after Homestead went up thirty seven and put a great seventy yard drive together. Uh, Garcia punched it in from nine yards out to make it thirty six to fourteen. Homestead has taken the ensuing kickoff, and they are now down to the 15-yard line of Whitefish Bay uh, with a fourth and one, uh, which fourth down has been there down tonight. They've scored two touchdowns on fourth down, so we'll see what happens here. But there's two minutes, 50 seconds left in the third quarter, and we are at 36-14 with Homestead knocking on the door. Hey, Tony, both fourth downs, they threw passes for touchdowns, correct? Correct. 17-yard pass to Jared Schneider, a little swing out of the backfield, and then on fourth and 26. I hate to go back to the Packers-Eagles, 4th and 26, so last play of the first half. Again, Howie Neubauer, special receiver, and they left him uncovered wide open in the back of the end zone for a touchdown. Could I have caught that one? Absolutely. Attaboy, you Tony. Got, 
You got good hands, though. I've seen you. Catch, you could you could have caught a lot tougher ball than the one that uh, just landed right in his lap. That's hey, for sure. I just can't run a lick. I can catch it and throw a little bit, but those days of running with it are over. Tony Resch, he's the owner of Team Escape Two Six Two in Menominee Falls. Thank you so much. Let's get to line one if we can. Mark is at the Kettle Marine at Muskego game. Hey, Mark Neeson, give us an update. It is 42 to 0. It was about a 40 yard run by Alex Curran. First, his first touchdown. So I'm going to have a running clock out here, guys. Boy, I'll tell you what, that Muskego team is rolling. They're really something, yep. I thought there might be a letdown for them. And I thought Kettle Marine might make this one uh, interesting. Shows you how much I know, coach. Well, I'll tell you, that was an exciting game. What, the last play of the game? They're ahead 28-27. Catholic Memorial went for two and didn't make it. And I do give Bill Young credit for going for two. Yeah, I do but, too. Uh, Mark Neeson, thank you so much. 42 nothing Muskego over Kettle. Uh, let's get to line two if we can. Rob's back. Walkshaw West McGuanago. Hey, Rob Veit, give us an update. 21-14 Waukesha West. Uh, McGuanago goes for it on their own 40. Waukesha West stops him. Two plays later, Sam McCulloch, 30-yard touchdown run. 21-14, West. Did, did you say McGuanago is fourth? They were on their own 40 and they went with it? They went for it? Yeah. Yeah, fourth and one, big stop, negative two-yard run, and then uh, West, West two plays later, touchdown. Boy, 14-14 game, Coach, and you're going for it on your own 40. I suppose, yeah. you know, mo- momentum, if he yeah. does make it, it's going to give the kids a real big boost. But you said it before, you know, you get a little tight in these, these, these close games when, when you're not accustomed to winning. I agree with that, Rob. Thank you so much. 21-14, Waukesha West over McGuanago. Boy, I'll tell you, that's a Jed Kennedy call for me, Coach. I saw Jed Kennedy when he was at Bradford against Franklin twice inside his own 30 go for it on fourth down, once with a fake punt and once – just went for it, and, uh, you know, usually he makes it. In those particular situations, he did not make it. In fact, they actually lost the game, but Jed Kennedy doesn't lose too many games or make very many bad calls, so I would never question or second-guess him. No, and you know what? I, I, I asked him about him. He said, you know what? I go with my gut, and and my gut said, let's go for it, and let's, let's, let's keep it moving here. We're going to get this, and, yeah. You're right. I I would never question. I that wouldn't was, question anything Jed Kennedy that, talks that about when he back, comes to back football. Back when he had Melvin Gordon, you yeah, know, he had some pretty. And Trey Trey Waynes might have been injured then, but he had some pretty good players. Yeah, really good players. Before we get to a break, Taz is at the South Milwaukee Mesmer Shoreward game, and Taz is brought to you by Athletical Physical Therapy. You can call them today to schedule a fast thirty minute injury assessment. They're going to schedule you the same day, but always twenty four to forty eight hours. Go to Athletico. Dot com. Taz, give us an update. Mike, I got 14-12, South Milwaukee over Sherwood Mesmer here in the third quarter. Been a defensive battle for a field position game here. South Milwaukee's went on a nice drive for 60 yards, got it all the way to the red zone, but then threw an interception. Um, then South, uh, excuse me, Sherwood Mesmer got the ball. South Mill forced a three and out. Now Sherwood Mesmer punts. South Milwaukee has the ball. On their side of the 50, 14, 12, two minutes left in the third. Sounds like a very, very good game. But Mesmer Short is starting to play some defense. They gave up two quick scores. They're down 14 nothing, and nothing after that. Right, Taz? Yeah, that's exactly it. They're starting to, they're starting to uh, pick it up a little bit here. Now they just got to uh, quit the mental mistakes and punch it in once they get the ball on offense. That's Taz Landry. It's 14-12 South Milwaukee 
over Messmer Shore. And guys, uh, let's get to a break. Other side of the break, we'll get you the scores, the most current and up-to-date scores, all the key high school football games in the area. This is the Wendy's Varsity Blitz High School Football Scoreboard Show presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin and your local pick-and-save stores on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. It's time now for your Wendy's Varsity Blitz scoreboard update. I'm Anthony Mandela. Muskego running away from Kettle Moraine, 42-0. They lead as the third quarter winds down. Waukesha West, they've just pulled ahead, 21-14 at McGuanago. Greendale leading Wisconsin Lutheran, 34-7. South Milwaukee hanging on, 14-12 over Messwood. Brookfield East also pulling away, 35-6. They lead at Menominee Falls. Pewaukee on top, 21-13 at West Dallas Central. Catholic Memorial over Sussex Hamilton, 18-7 right now in the third quarter. And Kenosha Bradford leads Kenosha Tremper, 14-7. This scoreboard update is brought to you by Wendy's. Listen tomorrow to the Wendy's Varsity Blitz High School Football Coaches Show. From 10 a.m. to noon, Mike McGivern will be joined in studio by Rick Hopper, the head coach from Greendale Martin Luther, and his senior players. That's tomorrow at 10 a.m. And this has been your Wendy's Varsity Blitz scoreboard update. I'm Anthony Mandela, Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Wendy's Varsity Blitz High School Football Scoreboard Show. Let's get right to it. Line one, John Moore. He's at the New Berlin Eisenhower New Berlin West game. John, give us an update. Well, moments ago, Mike West gets on the board on an eight-yard TD pass from Trace Barrera to Sam Molesky. We have 24-6 Eisenhower, 323 left in the game. In the game? In the game. John, thank you very much. Like to like to get Matt Kern on after uh, after this one. Let's get to Mike Bush. He's at the uh, the Waterford Burlington game, one of the big games uh, in Southern Lakes Conference tonight. And uh, Mike is always brought to you by Ideal Logos and Awards. Go see Smoking Hot Mary. Mike, give us an update. I got nine minutes left in my game. Waterford now twenty eight, Burlington fourteen. Once again, it was Tanner Keller uh, said the young man's name four times tonight. He got into the end zone. The extra point, obviously, has been good every time. Uh, just like we spoke earlier, I, I don't know Burlington, but they're going to be forced to throw the ball. They got real good quarterback and real good receivers. Um, there's just something about football and matchups, and uh, you just never know, Coach, and I guess that's why they play the game. Yep. Yeah, that is. And Waterford, look, at Adam Bakken is a good coach, and he's got some tough kids down at Waterford, and I saw that firsthand on that Thursday night game against Lake Geneva Badger. It was 7-7 at half, right. and they, they beat him as 42-14 or something. And uh, there's something that he talks, and I asked him, what was halftime like? He said, very quiet, and everybody laughed. I don't think Adam Bakken's quiet at halftime ever. <laughs> hey, Mike Bush, uh, thank you very much. Let's get to line three if we can. Greg Wanschneider, Hartford-Port Washington game. Greg, what's going on? Hey, I just have an update. Um, my friend Rob from the Hartford Rotary was too shy to call in, but I'm giving him a shout-out anyway and kind of calling him out. Hey, um, Hartford leads Fort Washington, end of three, 25-22. Uh, Rob said that Hartford scored two touchdowns in the uh, 
beginning of the second half and the third quarter. So, and I guess this is a big game in that division. Yeah, it's yeah. it is a big game in that division. And Port Washington, you know, is a team that wants to be heard in in that conference. Greg Hartford's a team we've talked about. Uh, Slinger's a team that might be able to give give Homestead a little bit of trouble. Uh, but Port Washington is saying, "Hey, wait a second! Don't forget about us. We're three and one, and uh, that is a big game for Port." Greg, thank you so much for the update. Let's get to line four. Jerry Boltman, he's at the Oconomowoc Waukesha North game, and he's brought to you by Lynch McGuanago. Go to lynchmcguanago.com. They are the premier Wisconsin Chevrolet, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and Ram dealer. Hey, Jerry, give us an update. Mike and Coach, we are down to four minutes and 47 seconds remaining in the third quarter. And the score right now is Oconomowoc 28, Waukesha North 21. Oconomowoc on their first drive of the second half. They marched down the field. There were two key pass plays by their quarterback, Brady Ralstead, to um, Ethan Birch. One was a 20-something yard pass, and one was a nine-yard touchdown pass. Conversion was good, so it's 28-21, Oconomowoc against uh, Waukesha North. I got to tell you, Coach and Mike, both of these teams have scored touchdowns in the air and on the ground on both sides. So it's a pretty evenly matched game so far. Jerry, you're welcome for having me send you that one. <laughs> you're welcome, Mike. <laughs> yeah. No, right. you're supposed to say thank you, Jerry. That's awesome. 28-21. I don't think he was happy when I said that's the game I'm going to send you at. Sounds and, like a pretty exciting you game. You know what? Man. It's a great game. 28-21, Oconomowoc over Waukesha North. Uh, let's get to line one if we can. Taz Landry, he's at the South Milwaukee at Mesmer Short game. Taz, give us an update. Mike, I got 21-12, South Milwaukee over Shorewood. After going back and forth here in the third quarter, South Milwaukee started putting it together after receiving the ball over on their own um, side of the field. After a punt, going four plays, 45-yard drive uh, for a touchdown by Zach Kachenka. Um, also, Zach then kicked the extra points as well. So not as only is he receiving touchdowns, he's kicking extra points. 21-12, South Milwaukee over Shorewood. And how much time is there, Taz? Is it in the fourth quarter yet? Just the fourth quarter just started now. Okay. Taz is brought to you by Balasuri Brothers Pizza. Two medium pizzas, three toppings, two garlic breads. It's pickup only, twenty five ninety nine. That's 414 07. Let's get to line two. Rob Vite, Waukesha West at McGuanago. Hey, Rob, give us an update. 21-21, McGuanago, Waukesha West. I just want to say thanks, Mike, for sending me to this one. This is a great one. It started the fourth quarter here, 21-21. Rob, I appreciate you saying that. Thank you so much. 21 up, Waukesha West and McGuanago. As always, Rob is brought to you by Lynch McGuanago, the premier Wisconsin Chevrolet Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram dealer. New and used vehicles, go to lynchmcguanago.com. Got to get out to the birthday boy, Tyler Peters, Wisconsin Lutheran at Greendale. Hey, Tyler, give us an update. Hey, Mike, I guess you're not going to let that go for the rest of the night. But um, but for Greendale, they're just running away with this one now. In the fourth quarter, they're now up 34-7 to over Wisconsin Lutheran. They were able to score on a three-yard touchdown run by Sean Sanchez. He's having a really good night tonight. Two touchdown passes and now his run for one. And he had just completed a deep pass inside the Wisconsin Lutheran 10. So, so Greendale is looking to put the, the final dagger, I guess, into this game. It's just not been a good night for our Wisconsin Lutheran. They did drive all the way to inside the Greendale 20 before they fumbled the ball. 
And not only that, but to make things worse, uh, Jacques Lockett, who has scored the only touchdown for the Vikings, he is out with an ankle injury. So it's just not been a good night for for uh, Wisco. Greendale is up 34 to seven with 10 minutes left in the in the game, and they're looking for more. Tyler Peters, thank you so much. Tyler's brought to you by Athletical Physical Therapy. You can call them today to schedule a free 30-minute injury assessment. Sometimes they'll get you in the same day, but always 24 to 48 hours. So they're going to get you in fast. Go to athletico.com for more information. We're going to get to a break. Other side of the break, we'll continue to get you scores and updates. We'll also start talking to some winning coaches. We'll get them on before they get to the locker room or get on the bus on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.